Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Sacks, cut it off, give me the sad music, and give me a one shot. This was unacceptable. The Phoenix Suns came out flat and played with no heart and no hustle for three and a half quarters against the goddamn Washington Generals. The 30th best defense in the NBA. Yeah, that's right. The worst defense in the NBA and this team couldn't muster anything. They were up four to three and then they weren't up until seven minutes left in the fourth quarter and they still almost blew it. It took the Wizards shooting, what was it? 7 of 27 in the fourth quarter to let this Suns team back in it. This is not acceptable. It is not acceptable in any way, shape, or form. This team had championship aspirations, and right now, they barely can beat the Washington Wizards. It's problematic. No heart, no hustle, no anything tonight that made me feel any better after you got your team kicked in by the New York Knicks, and nobody seemed to care about it until about midway through the fourth quarter. This is not what we were sold with this Phoenix Suns team, and something needs to change. Welcome in, everybody, to the PHNX Suns post-game show presented by Four Peaks. Sports just are not the same without a Four Peaks in hand. That was Espo. I'm Lindsay. This is Flex. The Suns defeat the Wizards 112-108, but as Espo told you, it was an ugly, ugly game where the Suns didn't really feel like they wanted to be there any more than I feel like, as we were all watching, wanted to participate as well. This is not, this was not the way that I anticipated this game going. Yes, a win is a win. And as Kevin Durant said, post-game wins are hard to come by in this league, so we are happy that they got the W as far as records go. But this game was bad. Yeah. No. First of all, it's it's a little hot on this side here. Like I'm <laughs> feeling the I'm feeling the heat. Yes, from Espo. I am attractive. Thank you, Flex. <laughs> Listen, my boy Espo, you definitely you, you you spoke the truth, man. Um a win's a win in the NBA, and this could have been a lot worse. Had they lost this game, which we thought was going to happen, and for three quarters of the game, looked like they should lose the game. And then again, the Wizards remembered they're the Wizards. <laughs> uh, it's, it's one of those things where this could have been a lot worse. And so I'm glad that we're doing a show where they at least got the win. Uh, but that doesn't mean we're not going to highlight some of the things that are going on. And the fact that if it doesn't get fixed, uh, something's got to change. Can I get that one shot again, please? <laughs> Uh-oh. I went to college, all right? <laughs> I went okay. to college, and I got myself a doctorate in body language, a PhD in body language. Okay. And through three quarters, <clears throat> there was something wrong. 
the body language was showing flatlining. Yeah. Like they are not listening to what's being told to them, that they are not feeling what's going on in that locker room. Two years ago, we were sold on vibes and it's all about the locker room and it's all about having fun. This team ain't having fun. Yeah. This team ain't playing free. This team is not playing as a connected unit. As Tori Lovello said during the baseball playoffs, a connected team is a fucking dangerous team. Mm -hmm. Well, a disconnected team can be a fucking disappointing team. And this team, across the board, coaches, front office, the guys on the bench, the guys on the court, this does not feel like a connected team. And that's what's so concerning to me. Yeah. That is extremely concerning to me because we all thought, Friday was going to be that inflection point. The turning point was going to be how bad you played against the Knicks and the fact that it felt like the heart and hustle disappeared. And then you come out for three and a half quarters with what that was. And to me, this is starting to feel like the Terry Porter, Nash, Amari Hill years, where you had an offensive team that was built to score at will. A team that was that was seven seconds or less, that they were built to be that group, that they had all this top-heavy talent. And you bring a defensive coach in to coach an offensive team, and the, the it, body language was bad. Nobody's having fun. The defense isn't good. The offense has suffered. And all of a sudden you're going, well, yeah. hell, what are we doing with Terry <clears throat> Porter coaching these guys? They get rid of them. Alvin Gentry, an offensive coach, comes in. They play better the rest of that season. They go to the Western Conference Finals next year. I'm not advocating to fire Frank Vogel. I just think they put him in a position where the pieces he was given don't make sense with the skill set, and I think that's taking its toll on these guys right now. Yeah, there's a clear disconnect with this basketball team. There's no doubt about it. You, If you watched that game and you didn't realize that there was a clear disconnect with uh, body language, energy, continuity, togetherness, effort, um, uh, confidence, right? None of that stuff was evident today. And that is worrisome, mm-hmm. Linz. That is, that is something that does, just doesn't go away with a miraculous win against the Wizards because they should not have won this basketball game. And so my problem right now is what are they going to do about it? What are they going to do about it? Because that team I saw tonight uh, won't get past the first round. Won't even make it to the first round. Now, I know that these players... Now, I, I want to... Can I get my solo? Can I <laughs> no. get a little solo? That, that is. This, this is my this solo. Is Here we go. I <laughs> absolutely believe in these players. I know these guys are talented enough to get it done. There is way too much talent on this basketball team to be losing by double digits for almost the entire night to the worst basketball team on planet Earth. Okay? So what is that problem? Is it coaching? Is it leadership? Is it the players buying in? Is it the players thinking that they can hit a switch? Is it the players thinking, I'm so damn good that I could just show up and hit the switch and 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 find a way to win games because that mentality gets bounced real quick and there are plenty of NBA teams and there's plenty of case studies on teams that thought they can hit switches and and things didn't go well so whatever it is they need to have a a meeting some soul searching Ishbia needs to be, probably get involved 
something has to happen between tonight and Portland's game. And it, and it can't be something that's just overnight. This has to be something that continues throughout the season because if not, there's going to be a lot of disappointed people in this town. This team is not uh, what we thought they were as of right now. Look, I, I get it. This team's immensely talented. Do I think they're going to miss the playoffs? No. Do I think, uh, you know, that that all hope is lost? No, but what pisses me off is this is – the most top-heavy and talented Suns team we've ever seen. And what we keep hearing is excuses that, and look, I was making them up until last week, that it'll turn around. It, they're missing open shots. It's a rotational thing. Oh, it's the injury. At some point, like you say, it, if it quacks like a duck and it walks like a duck, don't tell me it's a goddamn horse, all right? Yeah. It's a duck. Yeah. And right now, there are fundamental problems with this team. And the fact that when they are playing the 30th best defense in the league, a team that is pretty much one of the worst up until beating the Pacers the other night, you know, it's it's not, I'm not going to act like it's sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. They're four and six in their last 10 here. This is not pretty. This is with Book and KD. This is not missing all three uh, of the big three. Like at some point, there's got to be concern, and I'm I'm at that point. Tonight was unacceptable. Right, because even with the injuries that we've had to deal with, a, a lot of the games that we have lost this season are winnable games for this team on paper, and yes. even in action, in reality, yeah. Yeah. right? You look at the Spurs game. like So close. Right. That was 100% a winnable game. Then you look at a game like tonight. Did they actually win it? Yes. Am I happy they won? Absolutely. Yeah. But I am not happy with the way that they played through three and a half quarters of this game. Yeah. And what we're talking about here are the fact that we're either relying on the idea that I'm Kevin Durant or Devin Booker or I have those guys on my team so we can just turn it on yeah. like a light switch. But that doesn't happen all the time. And you can't rely on that, nor should you rely on that when it comes to Bradley Beal unfortunately the the fact of the matter is you can't rely on the idea that oh well he's over here he'll be back soon and then yeah. we'll be good to go then we'll figure it out then we'll stop yeah. doing these bad habits these off to slow starts these careless turnovers this that and the other then maybe we'll pick it up a little bit more on defense consistently like you yeah. have to create those habits now you have to work through those things with the players you have on the court because yeah. Regardless of missing Bradley Beal or Josh Kogi tonight or whomever, like this team still has two solid, amazing superstars on it. Yeah. Really great guys around it to fill out the roster. Some awesome uh, vets like Eric Gordon, like they're more than capable of playing above what they have been playing at over the last couple of games and even throughout majority of the season. And I think that's the really frustrating part. And a lot of people are saying we're being short-sighted, we're being this and that. And it's like, okay, on Friday, the question was, why aren't you more angry? If we would have lost this game, would you be super pissed right now? Or are you just holding on to the fact that we won this game? And like Espo was saying, yeah, I want to be positive here too. But being realistic and positive at the same time can also, two yeah. things can happen at the same time. Like, I'm glad they won this game. But I'm also realistic to the fact that the body language was off tonight. It feels like there is a disconnect yeah. with something or someone's on this team, whether that's coaching staff to players, players amongst players, or coaching staff amongst coaching staff, whatever it may be, 
there is clearly something that's just not fully clicking for this team at the moment. And that needs yeah. to be figured out. Chemistry matters. Yeah. The, the, the interconnectedness of a team matters. Right now, I, I don't feel it. And I, I think this team misses Chris Paul, but I don't mean on the court. I look at this and I don't think Frank Vogel's the guy that's going to get in anybody's face. I love Book, but I don't think Book's been that guy over the years to get in anybody's face. KD certainly doesn't seem like it. You know what Chris Paul would do? He'd get in your face and practice during a game, whatever the case may be, and say, this ain't right. And sometimes I feel like this team needs somebody to shake them awake at times. Yeah. And what shook them awake today was being down double digits halfway through the fourth quarter to the worst team in the league. Yeah. But it shouldn't take that. And that, which, that's concern. Which, if you do want to be positive, maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, this was the wake-up call that they needed. Correct. This was the slap in the face that, oh, my God, we're about to lose to the Washington Wizards after losing to the Spurs yeah. just a month ago. It, like, at what point does this team just say, okay, that was embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for the way that I performed. I understand that sometimes... They were good shots and shots don't fall, but still, it's the Wizards. You, you know what? Like, come on. You, you make a great point. And, and this is, so I'm going to flip it a little bit, okay? There was a lot of pressure on that team in that fourth quarter, okay? Because I truly believe, I'm being 100% honest here. I truly believe that if that team lost tonight, the way they were looking like they were going to lose... That locker room and uh, a lot of things at higher levels uh, would have escalated. I think tomorrow would have been a really uh, complicated day in downtown Phoenix. Some if, people could have potentially yes, lost their jobs if yes. the Suns had lost tonight, and especially if they had lost big. Yes. At, at yes. the very least, the conversations would have been had behind the scenes. Absolutely. I, I just think you can't let something like that continue to snowball. Mm -hmm. Okay. The fact is they found a way to get out of it. They found a way to get out of it. They were backed up against the wall. Shotguns out. KD and Book, are y'all really that good? Role players, do y'all belong? Y'all are uh, right now the biggest disappointment in Bass. If you lose this game, people are having that conversation. Mm -hmm. Our sons are overrated. They're not that good. Well, they're they're not who they are, right? So... They found a way to get this win, and I will say that it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And there are times where situations like this galvanize the team. Yes. Right? They can wake up tomorrow and say, guys, that was a close damn call. That was a close call, and we know we're better than that. I spent time on this pregame saying how the six guys we need to win a championship were needed, correct? We had five of them tonight. So I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and act like they didn't have enough talent. They had the talent. They just decided to show up when they wanted to show up. And I do think that getting a win, it's a lot easier to have that meeting tomorrow. I don't think we're not going to have a meeting tomorrow, Lynn. I think there is going to be a meeting tomorrow. I think win, lose, or draw, there was going to be a meeting. I think the difference is, was going to be the ramifications of the meeting. Now you go into the meeting, you say, okay, everybody take a deep breath. Nobody's losing their job. And we're not going to completely, you know, blow this damn thing up. But changes we got cha to be changes made. need to be made. Correct. Not necessarily from a job perspective, but within the system, Correct. changes need to be made 
we need to play better. We need to win games uh, more consistently and less of these ups and downs that we've been going on. You need to find some consistency. You know, if the Suns were seven and three, eight and two in their last 10, you know, they had come off a, a, a win against the Knicks and you have an off night against the Wizards and you win. Yeah, winning's a win. But when it's part of a downslide, uh, larger issues when you're looking at this, that's it's, it's concerning from that standpoint. And this is not, oh, the Suns are so bad. We lived through the dark days. We've seen the worst. We know that that basketball can be much, much, much worse than this. But the problem for me is the fact that the expectations are championship. And I'm not going to just abandon those because this team isn't playing that well. That's the expectation. That was the expectation set out by these guys, by the coaching staff, by ownership. And if you're not going to live up to it, I'm paid to sit here and hold accountability on that, yeah. to call it when it's that, and that's what tonight is to me. A championship team does not play like they have in their last 10 and does not come out and play like the three quarters that they have. And I don't know if I'm just being unwilling to accept that maybe this isn't a title team and I'm holding them to expectations that are unrealistic, but I don't think they should be unrealistic unreal- when you're running Kevin Durant and Devin Booker out there at bare minimum right now. Hey, hey can you go to this comment, Eric? Uh, uh, tomorrow, Matt, tomorrow, something go up a little bit. Um, keep going, keep going. It's uh, something Matt tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, there, there we go. There we go. Completely, uh, he said something. Uh, There's the flex. Or completely <clears throat> flex. flex is talking nonsense. Book and KD aren't confrontational. They aren't having no meeting. All right. First of all, man, I never said Book and KD were going to have the meeting. I said there's a team meeting, right? I, I said that a team meeting may be necessary. And guess what? 99% of the time, the coaches are supposed to do that. The coaches are supposed to hold a meeting and say, guys, everyone top to bottom has to be better. Okay, so that comment right there about Book and Katie, it's not their job to do that. It really isn't their job to do that. Some people do it. Some people don't. I agree. Kevin and Devin are not confrontational people. Okay, so asking them to do that is probably not not what's going to happen. But at some point, somebody has to do it, I suppose. Like, who's going to sit? Are you coming in to shoot around tomorrow like everything's okay? You if you were the be. head coach, are you going in the shooting around like everything's okay? None of them should come right. in like everything's okay. No one should. Okay. Right. Ryan, Ryan in the chat says, I'm losing. Ryan's uh, I'm, very mad at yeah, us tonight. I'm losing, Sorry, I'm losing the, long, uh, the long view. No, I haven't. The a championship is the long view. And I don't know what lesson you're learning from playing as uninspired as they did tonight against the Washington Wizards. I, I just I don't I don't understand what that does. And I have not lost the long view. The long view is Larry O'Brien should be calling Phoenix home by the end of June. That's the that's the long view, right? Or at least they should be close and then it should happen next year. But right now, this team does not look like they're in that space. They look like a team that's lost that needs to find their way. And maybe I'll look back and I'll go, you know what? A win was a win this night. And they and they take off from here. But in this moment, I'm not willing to do that. Can I I'm s- a red flag collector right now, and I got a lot of them when I'm looking at the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Lindsay, I'm sorry. Can I say one, yeah, one last thing? Boston Celtics. 
21 and 21, whatever they were, mm -hmm. the year they went to the NBA Finals. Do y'all remember what happened? They fired their head coach. Well, right? they fired their head coach, and it was a team meeting. Do you remember Marcus Smart mm -hmm. snapping on Jason Tatum and Jalen mm -hmm. Brown and saying, bro, this is unacceptable? And then, bang, they just went on a run and went all the way to the NBA Finals. That shit is necessary. Like, I, I, I'm reading this is crazy. Like, that that happens in basketball. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are fantastic. These players are good. But tonight is was not good. So, yeah, somebody needs to have hold somebody accountable and say, bro, that is not our standard. So I'm 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 at a loss for some for pe there's people that are actually acting like what we're asking for. What we're asking them to do is abnormal or something like if you want to win an NBA championship and you want to be the best of best, that shit is necessary. Well, and if. If you're somebody that doesn't want to hold them to that standard and just wants to go, well, this isn't a title team, that's your prerogative. But I refuse to back off from that because that's what I was sold. That's what I I came for in this. That's what this city has been starved for for 55 seasons. And I'm sick of accepting that, oh, well, you know, maybe next year this team, you know, if things had went. Th no, I'm done with it. I, I, I'm done with it. The reason you play this game is to win. And if you're not going to win when you have built a roster that was predicated on that and to build it, bring a title, then you're going to hear it. And that's just how it's going to be. Yes, yeah, Shauna in the in the chat said, who is the Marcus Smart on this team? I think that might be one of the problems. There we is go. That we don't really have that guy on this team because, like we said, Book is not the confrontational in-your-face kind of guy. KD is not that kind of guy either. I'm not sure if Rayton Vogel is that kind of guy. I don't think we have that person in a real leadership type of role within this team, and we could absolutely benefit from it. That's why we talked about P.J. Tucker um, in Friday's show. That's why we talked about Jay Crowder years ago, things like that. Like, you need guys like that who can call you up if you want to pull a Monteism out here. You know yeah. what I mean? But but truly bring it to front and center, hash things out. Like, you know those, you know sometimes in relationships where everyone's mad, but you want to be passive aggressive about something and you just need somebody to bring the shit to the front of the table yeah. and be like, this is what we need to discuss and we need to figure out. Right. But nobody wants to, to be the person to do that. Sometimes that person can be an incredibly valuable asset yeah. to have. Somebody has to do it for this team right now. Maybe that's what comes out of this. Maybe somebody that's unexpected steps up to be a leader in a way that they haven't so far. Maybe Grayson decides, you know what, I've had enough of this. I'm going to be that guy uh, to, to call these guys out. Maybe an Eric Gordon's that guy. I don't know. And maybe that is what comes out of this is somebody steps up and be, is that guy where maybe they've just sat there and deferred and wanted Katie and Book to be those guys, even though it's counter to their personality. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is where somebody steps up and becomes that guy. And I'm fine if it's a Grayson, if it's a Eric Gordon, if it's a freaking uh, Yusuf Nurkic or Drew Eubanks, anybody step up and be that guy and just... Do something to galvanize this group. That's what's necessary here. And Josh says, why can't Booker Katie be that guy? If they want it bad enough, they should be able to do that. And here's the thing. like, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be capable of doing it. I don't know that it's their, their nature. I mean, yeah. throughout the years since Book has been with the Suns, we've talked multiple times like over and over almost every single season about his leadership how it's grown how he talked early on in his career about how it's not 
something that fully comes natural to him in the sense of vocal leadership. He's a lead by example kind of guy. So there's a difference in the way that people lead and there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it's just in your personality and your character or it's not like Chris Paul was an incredibly vocal leader. Yeah. Devin is a lead by example. He's going to show you and want you to follow along. Sometimes people need to be talked to, though, like well, everyone also follows differently. Yeah. And I think that's a valid point. And teams <clears throat> need more than one type of leader. Yes. Booker and KD can lead by example, can be the guys that can take over for you on the court at times. But I think there's other kind of leaders like we're talking about that need to emerge on this team as well, need to emerge on this coaching staff as well, because those voices, you need strong voices in the room too. Mm -hmm. And it's not always the, the, the main guy, the main woman in a place that's the vocal leader, the, right. the strongest voice. Sometimes that comes elsewhere and that's okay to have multiple types of leaders in a building. Because like you said, People respond to different types of leadership, but right now it feels like they need some tough love rather than yeah. leading by example. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a look at the numbers for tonight's game presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes. Oh, what's in the box? Uh, what's in the box is a 112-108 victory, and that is your positive. It was a four-point win. Suns got to the free throw line effectively. Could have shot a little bit better. 23 of 30. Washington did not get to the line as much. They went 16 of 20. Big reason for this win. Suns, not great, Bob, from three tonight. 7 of 31. Uh, uh, the Wizards doubled them up in makes. 14 of 47. Bench points, though, this is where the Suns did shine. Drew Eubanks came up big tonight. Is a huge reason why this team was able to win and why they outscored the Wizards bench 36-22. to 22. Uh, And fourth quarter points, as we mentioned, the Wizards were an abysmal uh, 7 of 27 for 26% from the field. The Suns shot just over 51% and they outscored the Wizards 31-19 and they needed every single one of those points to win this game. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're going to talk more about the numbers first, but as I mentioned, Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union, and they have been for more than 84 years. And right now they want to hook you up when you open a free checking account online. You're going to get $200 in bonuses. So get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Also, we told you at the top of the show, sports just are not the same without a Four Peaks in hand. So make sure you get your hands on some Four Peaks. You can find them at a local retailer near you, or you can visit fourpeaks.com or fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events that they have going out. And don't forget to follow them on social at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest uh, at Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you please drink responsibly. So one bright spot, Espo, like you were talking about, was the bench tonight. Drew Eubanks, he finished with 12 points and five rebounds. Eric Gordon, great to have him back out there, finished with 13 points, two rebounds. He was five of nine from the field, two of six from deep. We, we desperately miss Eric Gordon when he's not out there because whether it's 9, 13, 25 points, you know Eric Gordon is going to contribute, and he also is a threat out there to the, the yeah. opponents. You you can't you, you're not going to beat it. I don't care what NBA team we're talking about. 
I don't give a damn if it's the Wizards. I don't, it doesn't matter who it is. These are NBA teams. They all get paid. Mm -hmm. They're all professionals. You're not going to consistently beat NBA teams, Lindsay, with two guys. Okay? So if you, you're watching the game and it looked like for three quarters of the game, a lot of guys were just standing around waiting for superhero book or superhero KD to save the day. And then they had an epiphany. And they're like, hey, things will work better if I help. If I make a shot every now and then, if I hit a three-pointer, if I get a put-back dunk, if I get an extra rebound. So it's sometimes it's very simplistic. The bench ended up having a good night. They stepped up in spots later on in the game, and then it freed things up for booking KD, and that's why it's a team game. So, um, yeah, I mean, they did their job tonight, but I, 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 at some point I'm looking and I'm saying – are they going to actually show up as well? This can't be just about Devin and Kevin. Everybody has to do their job. And the fact that we won this game tonight was because of those 31, those 31 bench points. We, 35 bench 35 points. bench points. We needed every one of them. Yeah, absolutely. And, but, you know, good to see Drew Eubanks as well because Drew Eubanks has kind of been struggling a little bit as of late. And I know that Frank Vogel talked about it, you know, before Friday's game that it's kind of matchup dependent him testing out a few other guys, maybe – getting the nod before Drew Eubanks, but I'm sure that made him feel some type of way, right? You lose a few minutes yeah. or you get the back seat to somebody else. They get the nod before you. It's good that he was able to have a solid uh, outing tonight because I'm sure that helps boost his confidence yeah. as well. Well, and you're going to need him. Mm -hmm. There's going to come times if this roster stays very similar to what it is that Nurk's not going to be that guy and you're going to need a Eubanks to step up. I also want to give Jordan Goodwin some love tonight played 20 minutes but filled the box score and this team needed all of this six points six assists eight rebounds three of which were offensive rebounds uh one of which was a putback i believe too yeah when big. they uh in the fourth there uh they needed everything that the bench gave them tonight and some of these guys are guys that i you know who knows when everybody's back what their minutes are going to look like but goodwin gordon Eubanks, they all took advantage of those minutes, and that uh, that was important tonight. They need to, Espo. Of course like, they do. You know what I'm saying? They need to. Like, they're getting opportunities. For some of these guys, Lens, these are life-changing opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like, there are guys that are getting opportunities that they've never gotten in their NBA career. And you have to wonder sometimes. You're like, yo, we're giving you these opportunities, you got it. There's certain people like Jordan Goodwin who's saying, I'm going to grab the bull by the horns. You give me this opportunity, I'm going to dive on the floor. Like, did you see how many times they hit the ground in the fourth quarter during mm -hmm. the comeback? There were people that, I mean, Devin Booker damn near ran into the crowd at one point. Now, I'm wondering where the hell that was in quarter one. In quarter two, in quarter three, right? And so that, that's not, that's just effort, man. That's just effort. And so cross the board, I saw a different team in the fourth quarter. And so that's a positive, right? That's a positive. These guys looked at the fight. They, they looked at the scoreboard and said, man, uh, we got to do better than this. And they responded. Now I challenge them to do that for 48 minutes come, uh, you know, this game up against Portland. I agree. Look, I think this comes down to something really simple for me too, uh, is this isn't fun to watch, no. right? 
Mm -hmm. There's been very few moments that have been fun to watch this year. And what this boils down to, and I think Suns fans are starting to really feel this, is this is entertainment, right? And I'm paying my hard-earned dollars or spending my my limited time invested in this, and you are not providing me a product that I find interesting and entertaining. I find it frustrating and disappointing at most times this year. And I think that's where the the frustration, the anger, the the disappointment on top of the championship expectations come. But what I do like is, like you said, the hustle that you saw from Jordan Goodwin, the hustle you saw from Drew Eubanks tonight, getting on the floor uh, and going after that at times. The when when it started to click late in that game, and Kevin Durant got that poster dunk and won. Those things are where you go. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm dedicating my yeah. time to that. That's why I'm sitting here for two and a half hours on a Sunday when I could be getting ready for the holiday party or whatever I got going on or my work tomorrow morning, and I'm investing my hard-earned time. I want that. I don't want what I saw in the first three quarters. Mm-hmm. I don't want what I saw against the Knicks. Yeah. I want to be entertained. Otherwise, I'm not going to care. Right. I agree. All right. Let's take a peek at some super chats here. We got one from Manuel. Thank you for yours. They said, we play the sexy sacks after every win, Espo. Not tonight. <laughs> I mean, you did we, get a little bit of it. You, got, you got all you deserved of it you tonight. Did get, you got about a fourth quarter worth. Of the sexy sacks. You just got, Great point. You got one quarter. Great point. You just need all four. Great That's point. All. I love it, Lindsay. <laughs> just teasing, man. Well, thank you, though, for your super chat. Uh, Psycho Blue sent us one as well. Said, Basketball Cthulhu is looking forward to new tenants in the B-Ball Abyss. Ishbia, get those trade talks and walking papers ready. Hmm. I mean, it, it's probably going to happen. It's probably inevitable that something will be shifted a bit on this team. I don't anticipate something drastic, but I feel like something. Well, yeah. There's no drastic on the trade side that you can make. The most yeah. drastic thing would be trading Nurk, and I don't think that helps you solve any of your issues. It probably creates more. Could yeah. changes yeah. elsewhere happen? Maybe, but I, it, I think it's yeah. going to have to get really bad. I, I, I think it needs to start with some real conversations. That's where we start. That's yeah. the starting place. Well, Sit because, down in the room and have some conversations. Yes, because this group is better than what we've seen tonight. Yeah. It's better than what we've seen over the last handful of games. Yeah. And it starts with the conversation and then some action on how to get this team to the level that we all know that they're capable of. And then you go from there to figure out, do we need to make more tweaks? Do things need to be adjusted? Can we add somebody here? That maybe right. takes us to the next level. But this team is better than what we've seen over the last couple of games. Hell yeah. And I, I firmly so. stand by that. Like, yeah. I don't care if I you think I'm trying to talk myself into it. I don't care if you say, well, on paper it's one thing, but in reality it's different. And if it's not happening in real life, then it's not happening on paper. What I don't care. I'm choosing to believe that. But, we but it needs to happen sooner rather than later. We've seen Devin Booker and Kevin Durant together be better than this with arguably a less talented roster around yeah. them. So we know that that they are capable of it. We know that this team is better than what we've seen. But the question is, how do you get there? I don't yeah. I don't have that answer at this moment. Big Vernon sent us one thank you. They said, bro, why don't the Suns play defense all game like they did in the fourth quarter? Aggressive damn damn dog, what's so hard? Okay. They played good defense, but Washington also missed some open looks as well. So I give them credit. 
they did crank it up a bit, but we need to see even better defense than we saw in that fourth quarter. Yeah. The effort was there, and that's what I think was so strikingly different from the first three quarters was we didn't see that right. defensive effort. Can I? So I, I have an opinion on that, and you're right. They missed a lot of shots. The Wizards became the Wizards, right? And so it's, it's easy to say, you know, they just missed shots. That happened to us a couple mm-hmm. times this year too. Yep. Um, I will say this. There's a difference between playing defense and hoping someone misses mm-hmm. and playing defense to make someone miss, right? That's you agree? Yes. Okay. And so I saw more of that, the latter, in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. playing defense um, and, and being irritant and, you know, making the, the defense the, the potential reason why they missed. Through three quarters, it was like, yeah, I'm going to show my hands here, but I hope you miss. And that's the that's the difference. Um, we got to get to the point where these guys are on a string, and there's a care factor on a defensive end. I didn't see that through three quarters, but I damn sure did see a lot more energy in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, the Wizards missed shots, but I, I'm going to give the Suns some credit. They 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 were part of the reason why they missed some of those shots. And is that fair? No, definitely. They the effort was there. In the fourth to, to hustle. And why didn't it happen in the first three quarters? Yeah. That's on them. Yep. Yeah. Tim from Phoenix sent us one. Thank you, Tim. They said, Book is an awesome playmaker, but point book can't be every game. It looks like he's getting tired. They need 25 plus minutes from Goodwin each game. Um, you know, I do think there is yeah. something to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I'm sure if Bradley Beal was available more, he would take some of that load off. But I do think that at a certain point in time, you need to reevaluate, okay, how much do we actually anticipate having Bradley Beal available or somebody else we can maybe turn to if they are not? Because I feel like we're asking Book to do too much for too long of the season. Like at moments and for games, I think Devin is more than capable of handling that. Even just like during the playoffs, if he wasn't asked to do it during the regular season, I would also agree that he could, is more than capable of handling that. But asking him to do all of this throughout the season and into the playoffs, I feel like is, a, is kind of a lot. Well, no point guard's capable kind of, of, of doing it without a real backup. And the the idea was Bradley Beal was going to be that guy Correct. that that helped spell him and was able to carry that. But we're at a point where it's pretty obvious you can't bank on him being there all the time. So I think you have to – and we – we saw, you know, the, the two-way signing uh, today that, you know, uh, with Teo that they're obviously thinking about that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they made a move on the margins right now, but is there another move that they're eventually going to make that is a bigger move to try to get a secondary ball handler? Because, yeah, yeah. Book's going to burn out. But any great point guard would burn out. I mean, we saw Steve Nash get tired because they never had a backup yeah. for him as well. I uh, you know that that could carry any of the load. You don't put the full burden on one guy to run uh, run point and run your offense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trevor sent us one. Thank you, Trevor. They said Suns need Tyus Jones. Shouldn't be down by sixteen. How? No. I mean, I, listen. During listen. the game when we were down by sixteen, I was I was very upset. That guy, that guy's been the best backup point guard in the NBA for a long time, and now he's finally getting a shot. And they, they, they wanted him. So, yeah, that's a pipe dream, guys. I mean, uh, yeah, I'd love him, 
but I don't think that's even remotely possible. No, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to play on the margins. Who's a who's a backup point guard that's fallen out of uh, out of like with his current team that you can get, you know, for for little for for little money, not Nas little necessarily, <laughs> yeah. but uh, for you don't have a lot of a salary to play with. No. So. Yeah, it'll they're gonna have to get creative if they want to make some changes. Uh, Esteban sent us one. Thank you so much. They said, lively intro, fellas. Watch the New Orleans game earlier, and they absolutely batter us at the moment. Crushed, not even close. You look at New Orleans, you look at the Clippers, you look at a lot of teams that, uh, you know, had question marks, struggled early, and they've gone on runs. The Suns they got one. Need, need, need a run and need one soon. Mm-hmm. Hopefully... Even though it was ugly, maybe tonight is the start of that. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, they they have a run in them. This this mm-hmm. again, tonight's rant is about tonight. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I urge everyone to understand and stay in the moment. We're talking about tonight's game. In no way, shape, or form do I think anybody here doubts the talent on this basketball team and what they're capable of doing going forward. Um, but tonight wasn't good. Uh, no, I, I think they have a run. But I also I, think that tonight, if we don't figure it out and you don't have the conversation to have your come to Jesus moment and turn things around, could be the start of a slippery slope as yeah, well. It like could. it could it, tonight. I feel like could have gone could or still could technically. Um, one of two ways. It could either be the start of a really really bad dark place or somebody ends up losing their job, or it could be the launching point of we have to figure this out. Kind of a rock bottom type of feeling, obviously. Yeah. I'm not saying the Suns are at rock bottom, just a feeling of like we already lost to the Spurs once this year. Now we're about to lose to the Wizards. Like what is this nonsense? Twice. Let's, Twice. let's turn this around. Let's figure this out. Yeah. I mean, actually, I hope this is rock bottom. This better be rock bottom, I right? mean, I... I would like, prefer this to be rock bottom than an actual rock bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you say it's just for me, it's about tonight, it's about the next game. In some ways, it's about the last 10 games for me. It's yes, they have the talent. Yes, they have the ability. I want to see the, the effort. I want to see it click. And and if it does, yeah, they could rattle off 10, 15 in a row, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked with the guys on this roster, but I need to see it. I'm not blind. Faith isn't here anymore. So Eric put a chat or a poll in the chat and asked on a scale of one to 10, how concerned are you about this team's championship aspirations? Um, And right now it is tied 34% and 34%. So 34% say seven to nine on a scale of one to 10 and 30% say 10 or more. Percent chance of a championship? 34%. Are at a ten or more in terms of concern level oh, concern about level, gotcha. the team's so championship 60, aspiration. Sixty-eight percent of people are seventy percent or higher on like the panic scale. Yeah, everybody's on the high end basically. So I mean, I get it. Like, I think it's fair to be a little bit concerned. I do still think there's a lot of season left. There's a lot of upside with this team and a lot of growth that can be made. But I get why we're a little concerned. Yeah. I'm not panicking. Yeah. Uh, very clear. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm not panicking. I'm I'm upset about tonight, but I'm not panicking. I mean, this team did win seven in a row like 
three weeks ago, a month ago, whatever. Um, they're capable, man. They're capable. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's just lately, like you said, as his last 10 have been a little bit weird. Um, and I think they'll figure it out, but, uh, it's, it's going to take some work. It ain't going to happen. They're not just going to roll out of bed and, and the NBA is going to be like, Oh, you're the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. We're just going to roll over and let you Nah, That's not how it works. So I'm, I'm not at, at full blown panic. I I'm at full blown frustration. Okay, I'm and, super frustrated, and I, I'm angry and I'm concerned, almost deeply concerned at this point about the patterns we're seeing. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not panicking because there is time to to pull it out. There's the talent on the roster like we've talked about, but I need show me, show me that that you know that's that's the key here, and they have yet to show me when it's hard and it's going to continue to be hard tonight was one of the easiest games you have left on your schedule because you have the second hardest schedule remaining in the NBA. That's mm-hmm. the reality of it. Yeah. So take care of business. All right. One more super chat and then we'll come back to some more in a little bit. Calvin sent us one. Thank you, Calvin. They said we damn near fell to a four and 20 team in our own house. New coach, chemistry, injuries, regardless, sons need to figure it out and soon. Agreed. Honestly, I think it's all of the above. Yeah. I think it's the new coach. I think it's chemistry issues. I think it's injury issues. I think you could point to all of the above as um, contributors to where we are right now. I'm not ready to necessarily say it's one over the other, although I think uh, we're all pretty close to that or at least have some feelings about it yeah pardon my french i think it's the perfect shit storm right now yeah. it's all it's all of it combined to create a, a, a situation that isn't ideal that could be a, a blessing in disguise of dog shit <laughs> it, it, yes. um, listen th- this could be a blessing in disguise i mean you got to go through shit you know and the sons are clearly going through some stuff man. you give me the andy Dufresne. I crawled through. I crawled through uh, five hundred yards of, of shit to get to the other side. There you go. That's not the exact quote. But I know it's what a you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean they got to go through some stuff, man, and they're going through it clearly right now. Yeah. And so uh, sometimes in sports there are these situations, and they end up being blessings in disguise. I'm glad it's, we're going through it in December. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're gonna go through this, go through it in December. Do you know, um, do, do it early and you still in the back of your mind have that feeling that this team hasn't really been whole yet. So can you truly judge them? Can you truly judge who the Phoenix Suns really are? If you've actually have not actually seen the Phoenix Suns, we have not, not, not for one game. I don't want to hear about the big three. We have not seen the Phoenix Suns play one game fully healthy. Doesn't that in and of itself concern you? No, 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 no. When does that become who the Suns are? Right. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You're right. If if, if we are never going to be whole, (laughs) then yeah, we're in trouble. Um, But I like to think that uh, this this feels like uh, an aberration to me. It feels like, like this has been crazy, guys. Like, let's be honest. Look at any other team in basketball besides the Memphis Grizzlies. And that's an entirely different thing. I don't think there's a team in the NBA that has gone through what we've gone through. I mean, it's like every night there's something going on. And we're not talking about to eight and nine and ten rotation guys. We're talking about the best of the best. Like, Bill came back and immediately sprained his ankle. Again, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if that's our identity. 
I just know that I don't want to believe that this shitty stuff is going to keep happening because the shit that's happening is not like, you know, catastrophic stuff. It's like, hey, I stepped on this damn guy's foot again. Or, hey, this guy bumped me in the leg. Like, it's silly stuff that I just can't imagine is going to keep happening. Yeah, but if it does, we're fucked. So I mean, it is what yeah, it is. Hold on. It, it's, it's not the sh Okay. I know I'm the one. It's ironically i'm the one that always talks about curses and and all and bad luck but to me in life it's about how you react in these moments not what happens but how you react to what has happened mm -hmm. and we have not seen this team define themselves in those moments it's okay we played bad or a guy got injured or whatever it's on us to make the best of this to change things, to lift ourselves up and find a way to win and find a way to succeed despite what's going on. And that's what I want to see in the moment. Can I count that? Of course you can. Okay. We had great chemistry with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, right? Mm -hmm. Monty Williams. The continuity was great. They went, they, they had the bubble run, then they went to the NBA Finals. They won 64 games. Everything was great, right? That team had give a fuck factor, right? They gave a fuck. No one ever said that team didn't give a damn. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, when they were hurt last year, they were like three and eighteen in the twenty two in it. Like, so so injuries matter. So I, I'm just saying, like. It's hard for me to say that it's just just like they got to figure this out yeah. when there's no continuity at all, like not even a little bit. Like, I mean, guys, it's been bad. It's been bad. And I'm not making an excuse for them, but I'm just saying like the, the cards they've been dealt to this point. I don't know many other NBA teams that can deal with that type of adversity and even be lucky enough to like we're float. We're above 500. I'm surprised we're above 500 with all the stuff we've had. So tonight was bad. There needs to be things, but I am going to give them a little bit of credit and I'm not going to completely sit here and shit on this basketball team when they've had a lot of things going on that I think other teams would completely implode but, if they had that going on. Okay. I, and I agree. And then responded earlier mm -hmm. in the year with the seven game win streak. Okay. But, since then, they have not found that, and I need that again. Okay. I need you to respond to the adversity when you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker out there That's fair. in a positive manner and win some games even though it's difficult. Because guess what happens in the playoffs? Things get difficult. Mm -hmm. Guys get injured. People get sick. Things, things can turn into a dime. Guys get suspended. All sorts of shit can happen in the playoffs. And you know who cares? Nobody. Mm -hmm. Because you got to go out there the next night and win a game or you go home. Yeah. So that's where this is valuable as you can learn how to be resilient in times that freaking suck. And we've seen this team face some times that really suck over the last handful of playoffs. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't handle it in the long run. And maybe this is the fire that forges... Yeah. The steel that gets you through that later on, I sure as hell hope so. Because, you know, yeah, the 64-win team, it was a hell of a lot of fun during the regular season. This ain't. But if it flips and the script's better in June, May, June, July, fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know what else sucks? Flex won his plus 900 bet tonight.
That doesn't suck. It sucks Let's for go. the leaderboard because no, it, it means he's getting back in it. And I dropped below $100 tonight because I lost. But let me do the who's, who's who's last? He's still Sala's last. I mean, oh. Flex is Sala's still 103 last. bucks behind, or uh, 203 Espo, bucks, bucks behind me. I lost. Oh, you lost. So Espo lost. I lost. Sal lost. Flex was the only one who won tonight, Turn which puts point. the leaderboard. Espo is at 198.50. I'm at 97.88. Flex, you're only down minus five dollars and forty-one cents now. That was a big win, and Sal is minus thirty-eight dollars. Yeah, it's a turning point. This is the turning point, and Espo is feeling a little bit of pressure. He don't want to admit it, but he's feeling he's feeling flexy, baby, coming down the pipe. <laughs> I'm coming down. You? I'm coming down. The only I'm, the only pressure I'm feeling is that ankle I twisted at Target earlier today. <laughs> That's it. It ain't you, buddy. I'm definitely uh, feeling some type of way. I'm not enjoying the fact that Espo it. is winning by over a hundred dollars, basically at this point. But hey. What are you going to do? If you guys want to get in on the action, you can download the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Right now, they are running a $1,500 first bet offer. You can sign up for BetMGM using that bonus code PHNX to take advantage of that offer. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And if that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Again, that's code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. And of course, if you have not checked out our friends over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos, you are absolutely missing out on unprecedented levels of entertainment and excitement that you won't find anywhere else in the desert. They've got over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and of course, Arizona's largest casino sports book. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playatgila.com for more information. Okay, let's take a look at what the big three did tonight. Okay. In our triple to. money presented by Arizona Lottery. Don't forget to get out and buy your holiday scratchers. So Bradley Beal, unfortunately, did not play tonight, which means he <laughs> has now missed 20 games on the season. Kevin Durant, he put up 28 points, five rebounds, and five assists. Devin Booker contributed 27 points, four rebounds, and eight assists. And I will say it was enjoyable to watch both of these guys uh, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I the second like, half of the fourth quarter, yes. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but there were some big moments it, from both of them in the fourth quarter. Booked looked much better from a vibe standpoint, from a shooting standpoint. Katie had a big old jam that was exciting and got everyone kind of back into good spirits. Like, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it's crazy because... I, I don't think anybody, I don't think Kevin and Devin would say they played well tonight. They, they're not. No, they, they shot 21 of 48. They wouldn't, right. they didn't, they wouldn't say that. They didn't, they, they, they'd be the first ones to tell you they didn't play well. Yeah, they were 3 um, of 13 from deep. They'd tell you that was, right. it wasn't acceptable. They, 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 didn't, they didn't play well. They didn't play up to their standards. But you, you look at the way the game played out, and you looked at what happened at the end, and they did, they did some pretty clutch things at the end and their numbers were not like atrocious. Like you're talking about a guy in KD who 
uh, what do you, uh, I'm sorry, what was his line again? Third, uh, 20, 28, 28, 28, five and five. Yeah. I mean, that's almost 35 and five, like, and that's a bad game. So that, that in itself book 27, eight and four, like these are bad games for these guys. So you got to imagine that, you know, they clean some things up. These are two of the best basketball players in the world, and I think they will figure it out, and they'll clean it up. And so that's a positive in itself, that you can find a way to win a basketball game when two of your guys didn't play up to their yeah. normal standards. And they, like you said, Espo, they both know they didn't play to the ability that they're capable of it. Frank Vogel said tonight that him and Devin talked after the third quarter and book got it together to start the fourth, quote, Frank said, quote, he had a tough first three quarters, but that was all behind us. Then it was time to take over. And here's what Devin said about closing out tonight's game. I mean, we've been here before. You know, I'm in year nine. I've seen a lot of situations. Um, I've been through funks before. And, you know, I always figure it out when it's, when it's time to do what we got to do. So, yeah, he figured it out tonight. We got the win. That's the positive. Now we got to figure out the rest of it. And I have no doubt that they can. It's just a matter of timing, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, he, he, you could tell by his tone, you know, he's, he he's, bummed. he's bummed. He yeah. Bummed. He's not, he's not happy. I mean, these guys put a lot of work in and they understood what was going on. Like mm -hmm. they clearly understood. Yo, this the wizards. Mm -hmm. Like we just got thumped by the Knicks. And we're out here putting out a lackadaisical effort against this team. They knew what was on the line. They're not uh, sitting here talking about we got this dub and we feel good. Um, wins are hard to come by in the NBA, and I'm glad they got it done because talking about this is easier after a win. But um, they got some stuff to clean up. I think they will. Yeah, and they're self-aware enough, uh, booking KD to, to take care of their part in it but how do you get again how do you galvanize this group yeah because it's not just going to be book and kd having good nights that that are going to get you over that hump it takes it takes more and it's not a lack of talent like we've talked about mm -hmm. yeah once again don't forget to get out there and buy your holiday scratchers today they start at just one dollar and you can win up to five hundred thousand dollars find a retailer like our friends at circle k near you at ArizonaLottery.com, you must be 21 or older to play. And, of course, you know we can find Circle K's on just about every corner because they got our back. And right now you can join their Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. And when you join Inner Circle, you're a part of a free membership program where you save $0.25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. You get every six free on a selection of Circle K products and so much more. So join Inner Circle again for free today by downloading the Circle K app. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Eric, uh, we need a win tonight. Do you have an Arizona Lottery Scratchers that we can give to Mr. Positivity over here? We're going to give it to Flex? Let's okay. give it to Flex. Have you Let gotten one yet? I haven't gotten one. Okay, this is Flex's first Let's get scratcher on, so far. Let's Let's me say this, on, though. Yo. I get whatever he wins. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, while go he's ahead. scratching while that, that yo, let's go and uh, look at a few more super chats here. We have one from D Nice. Thank you for sending us a super chat. They said many problems with sons, but the main one is coach. Aspo, you can start off on this one. Do you feel like yeah. Frank Vogel is uh, a potential issue? I think it's the entire coaching staff, and I think they need to take a long, hard look at 
what the systems are both defensively and offensively, look at what's been effective, what hasn't, and make adjustments that I don't feel like they've been particularly great at doing so far this year. If they can do that, if they can tap into it, I think there's time to to pull this out and, and change things. But like I talked about uh, earlier in the show, I am getting very much Terry Porter vibes uh, in this, which isn't good to me because Terry Porter was gone by uh, by All-Star Weekend, right? And I I like Frank. I don't want it to be that case, but I am, I'm getting those vibes and they need to start figuring out what's going on mm-hmm. uh, and, and turning things around. I just think tonight the biggest thing that concerned me with Frank Vogel was um, the body language of the team. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you start to see it on guys like KD and Book, it's very it's wearing on them a lot. And I don't know. I mean, they're new to each other. I'm not saying there's issues between them by any means, but I do think it could be difficult to kind of find that chemistry with your coaching staff as well in a new situation when it's you're not out of the gates the way that everyone kind of anticipated you to like you're going through the hard stuff first and that really challenges relationships that are new well and everybody misses shots that's not that's going to happen uh from time to time even in the nba but it's hanging heads it's mm-hmm. body language it's effort it's those kind of things that that become concerning and that in some ways is the coach's job to figure out not only the scheme but how to uh, how to help lift everybody up or have the hard uh, discussion when it's time to have the hard discussion sounds like he may have done a little bit of that in the third or between the third and fourth and yeah. said to book please get your head out of your ass <laughs> right exactly <laughs> but, you know. yeah. no yeah yeah no i i completely agree you got to have those conversations and uh, there's no Undefeated team in basketball. There is not for a reason. No one goes eighty-two and no. zero. Uh, superstars, the the first ballot Hall of Famers, they all have bad games. They all lose games. Um, so it happens. We've had more losses than we like, but uh, I believe in these guys, man. I, I I truly, deep down inside, believe in this basketball team. And I know brighter days are coming. Uh, we just gotta sit back and and watch it unfold. Yeah. All right, we got one from Big Vernon. Thank you again. They said, bright side is that the Suns only lost 12 games. <laughs> if this were March and you were saying that, I'd feel real good right now. I mean, it, it definitely, with all the injuries, like, I'm not saying it couldn't have been worse, but it could also have been a little bit better. Uh, Cesar, thank you for sending our uh, super chat. They said, the Met 2 around the back, T.O. is part of the problem. It wasn't great. Yeah, no, not great. <laughs> Leave my man messy alone, man. No, nah, that was that wasn't good. That wasn't good. Yeah. That wasn't good. Uh go to tech review sent us one. They said, feel like there is something internally going on. Feels like. What do you guys think? Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me, but I'm yeah. not for sure. I, I I'll, want, I'll, uh, that's as much as I'm willing to guess on that. I, I, I wouldn't say there's something going on internally that's malicious. Like I, I wouldn't say that I the team I, I haven't heard of anybody not getting along or any personal issues in the locker room. That stuff, this locker room is pretty tight. Um, but I do believe that there may be some people questioning if people are in the right spots 
or you know uh, are the connections uh, being made the way we anticipated there, them to be there we go and, and that's normal stuff for basketball mm-hmm. like that's normal stuff like there that's are normal for real life too yeah Any situation yeah. in life yeah you got to connect on on certain levels right. to have success so I, I but i think that all that is fixable if there's internal problems, we'll hear sometime in the next few weeks. I guarantee. Yeah, because they're not going to let it, it go much it, longer than this. It yeah. never, it never stays internal. No matter yeah. how much your GM may like it to, uh, sometimes that stuff will come out when it gets yeah. frustrating enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my Kafka sent us one thank you. They said, "Hey, let's look at the bright side. No one is injured and out for the season. No panic." How dare you put that bad juju in the world? Look, Knock on wood, touch metal. Damn. But the man. first part isn't true. I mean, yeah. Plenty of people are injured. Maybe, maybe they meant tonight. Out, out for the season. Tonight. And maybe from an season. injury oh, perspective, gotcha. they also meant tonight, too. Yes. So. Like, this, yeah. This is true. Like, You're not wrong. I'm a Vikings fan. Like, we lost Kirk Cousins for the year. That's that's bad stuff. The fact that you're a Vikings Come on, don't forget fan, it. Forget I said it. I makes feel, no sense. I've, no, no, no. I feel sorry <laughs> for you. It's, it's oh. a burden... I mean, granted, I'm a Suns and a Cardinals fan, so I carry my own. Crosses, yeah, I was like, we're but, in Arizona. You know, we've been in Arizona like, our whole lives, as well. What do you mean here? It's still, weird choice when you come from New York. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> All right, Adrian right? sent us one as well, and they said, "Why does every team shoot well against us?" That's great point. That's great point. Seriously, though, we get their best because a lot of people hate that the Phoenix Suns have built this team the way they did. And so, yeah, uh, Jalen Brunson comes in and has one of the greatest performances in the history of the NBA. She was 12 for 12 in the second half, 9 for 9 from 3, and uh, drops 50 points. And Kevin Durant goes on the podium and says he's a, a future Hall of Famer if he keeps it up. So I don't get it. Some people just love playing against the Phoenix Suns, and sometimes you get that when you, uh, when you, when you, you know, you're the hunted and not the hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what point is that motivation for you though? Too that it should everybody be. bringing, bringing their best and you know, it should you be. know, those rotation defensive rotations aren't crisp enough. Those kind of things. Uh, I like it when somebody comes at me. <laughs> like I, I want to lift my game when I hear somebody, uh, you know, talk trash or whatever the case may be, and I want to see them meet that. Meet that level. Meet the fact that they're getting everybody's best punch, you know? Um, yeah. There's a couple other people who feel differently. DL said, because we allow people to get into a groove. And Hell Damn Guy said, it's because we don't defend the three. Well, that's true. I mean, all, all of the above can be true. That's for sure. Alden said, it's because we don't play defense. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't. Be, again, a combination, a combination of all of, of the above, depending on the night as well, I'm sure. You, you want to hear, can I say something positive for anybody? Uh, with all the stuff going on, right? And this is relatively a small number I'm about to tell y'all. With all the stuff going on with this basketball team, all the injuries, all the stuff we're complaining about, the Phoenix Suns are three games. Three games away from being the number two seed in the Western Conference. Three games. That's it. Look that up. OKC and the Phoenix Suns are separated by three games. We're six games out from one. OKC's three games out. Okay. So so Mm -hmm. just think of that. People, we're in December. The Phoenix Suns can win the next three or four. OKC can lose two in a row. And before you know it, so that's the silver lining when I said that they're keeping their head above water. 
Um, it's not like we're sitting down and we're like, you know, eight, nine games out from being in the middle of the pack. Everybody is just bunched up. And so chill out a little bit. Like this can turn around pretty quick, a four or five game win streak. And, and it will change the whole perspective of what uh, everything seems might be doomsday or the sky's fall. I agree. Nobody in the West has run away with it. You're yeah. looking at Minnesota. You're looking at OKC at the top of the West, but, uh, you know, and I'm sure it won't shake out this way. I mean, the top three are Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Dallas. I, I really, I doubt that that's what we're looking at at the end of the year. But if the Suns are the ones that are going to make that move up the standings and not the Clippers or the Kings or the Lakers, those teams, uh, they got to click, right? And then yeah. that's what you're saying is at least you're within shouting distance. What shocks me right now is you're half a game behind the Houston Rockets. Which good on the Rockets? They've played well above uh, their floor, but it's a little embarrassing. I mean, if I had told you, if I had told you that back in October, you would have told me a, uh, I want whatever you are smoking, and b, you're insane because it ain't true. Going to be true. There would have been a C. <laughs> I'd have told you the big three has never played together yet. Yes, yes, we have once. Once they together. One time in five minutes. Right. There we go. So don't shortchange the twenty-four minutes we got. They played four and a half quarters together, right? Right. Did you win, by the way, in the scratcher? No, I don't know. Double check it, but I saw a couple ten thousands in there and I got I got a little I got a little nervous. I'm like, damn. A couple more super chats here. (laughs) (laughs) Go to tech review sent us another one. They said, Remember when we beat the T Wolves? That was fun. Yes, it was. Dude, it really was fun. We were there too. That was a good that was a good time. That was fun. Man, we need that back in our lives. Uh James sent us one and they said, So if Frank goes, is there a Steve Kerr to Mark Jackson coach out there? Also Valley needs to turn it up. Our crowd needs to support our guys more. Too quiet. Go Suns. That's um, interesting. That's give interesting. me something to cheer about. Yeah. I mean, uh, I tonight was a little bit of an anomaly because I do know that they were booing in the first quarter. Some of the fans out there, which, listen, I don't blame you. You want to pay. If you're going to pay the amount of money that tickets are going for these days and you get this. For three quarters, by all means, you do you. Yeah, Boo, I don't, if you want. I don't believe the fans um, are required to be cheerleaders and always be loud and proud, regardless of what's going on. Now, but I do think that you definitely make a difference from a vibes perspective in the yeah. building. I think I, I don't think the players would talk about it as much as they do generation to generation if it didn't actually matter. I don't I think agree. all of them for almost the. Mm-hmm. The entirety of the sport are blowing smoke up our you know what. Yeah, yeah, but it ain't my job to motivate you. It's your job to get me excited about what's going on out there. And okay. when you do that, I will give you my support. I'll be I'll be loud, I'll be proud. You know, even in bad times, if if you're working your ass off, I'll cheer that. But if I'm not getting the effort and I'm paying top dollar to be there, I'll express my discontent, you know, discontent if I want to. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Lucas sent us one. Thank you. They said, just saying if the Coyotes are the best record-holding team in AZ currently, maybe we should be looking into our staffing and trades, LFG, Yotes, and Sons. I mean. Hey, mm. first off. Happy for the Yotes when they win. Yeah, it is good fun. for the Yotes. Shout out to the Yotes, and I'm happy for our, our Coyotes, our PHNX Coyotes show. 
because they've had to deal with rock bottom the last few years. It feels like so, every other year is some sort of a rock bottom for them. And 99% of it is completely, I mean, I know all of it's out of their control, but it's just like BS stuff yeah. and I feel awful. So if I have to go through this for a couple months to, to help them feel better and help them uh, get through it, fine. But no more than a couple months, please. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, any final thoughts, you guys, before we head out? Go ahead, Espo. I am immensely frustrated with where this club is right now. I believe there is a path forward to still be a championship team. But this has to be a moment where you look hard and, and long in the mirror and figure out who you want to be and how you want to react to adversity. This team needs to come out um, in a completely different manner against Portland on Tuesday. If it's the same thing, uh, there's real problems. But I have faith that they come out and they look different on Tuesday. And, uh, and this is less the norm and more of an aberration and uh, almost letting the Washington generals come into your house and beat you uh, was just a fluke. Yeah. I, uh, I believe in this basketball team. I'm going to keep saying it. Um, I do think tonight was a wake up call. I think tonight was one of those nights where you look yourself in the mirror and you say, damn, that was a close call. We can't keep doing that. Um, and I expect that this could be a blessing in disguise and we could look back and say, this was the night everybody kind of woke up. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to lose my faith in this basketball. There's just way too much talent on this team to do that. And I'm looking forward to Tuesday. I think if they can win this game Tuesday, they'll hit the road on a two game win streak. And that tends to give you a little momentum when you play professional basketball. Yeah. So, Also, sorry to everyone asking for... Our Gerald visit tonight. Gerald is also on the injury report list. Yeah. He's home with a non-COVID illness. What did, wait, what was it? What did they always designate it at? Was it a non-COVID yeah, illness? Non-COVID, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Gerald, Sorry, guys. Gerald home eating cookies and not that word. Gerald bailed on us. He yeah. ditched us for the so night. So did Saul. I mean. So did Saul. We're just, they, yeah. knew, they knew something was going to happen. But, here slaving over a hot stove by ourselves. Exactly. But listen, in, Gerald should be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll have a show for you at 3 p.m. So he'll have his thoughts on things and he'll have updates from practice because I do believe the Suns are practicing tomorrow. So as long as those two things remain true, uh, Gerald will be here with extra information. I mean, Frank Vogel did tease before the game. They should have a more substantial update on Bradley Beal tomorrow after practice. So yeah. by that, I mean, they'll actually call it an ankle sprain instead of just an ankle injury. And he'll still say TBD on the timing. Yeah. Who knows? But maybe we'll get lucky and he'll give us like an actual timetable. Maybe. Gerald will be doing the show by himself though, after he took the night off. It'll Facts. just be him. So. so it'll be all Gerald. I got so. reason to believe that Gerald is actually dealing with a back strain. Oh no. That's what I heard. From so, carrying so, us so, so often. Yeah. Sources yeah. <laughs> so, are telling me that he's been carrying us so long that he's got a little bit of a back strain. Oh, and no. we'll, we'll give you the medicals when we figure it out. <laughs> he, sh he should be back soon, G. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for hanging out with us. We appreciate you very much for being here. Uh, hit that like button if you are watching on YouTube, it helps us out a lot. 
rate, review, and subscribe if you are listening wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow the show on social at phnx underscore sons. You can also give me a follow at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Oh, don't think I forgot about you, Ontario. Get stuffed, Ontario. <laughs> oh,